0: Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called
1: Marriage. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin. We've been married for 31 years. We're marriage counselors and we lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Greg, I'm so excited about this week's conversation. Today's episode is all about loving your spouse and cultivating respect in marriage.
0: Yeah, and it's so important to really talk about respect because it's not always easy. It's not natural to really show that for each other and certainly there's been times in our marriage that aaron you've probably felt disrespected i remember one time we were speaking
1: mm-hmm. at
0: this really fancy place and, a
1: lot of pressure yeah. it was a high high intensity speaking engagement and we got up on the stage and we began our our presentation and i had it all in my mind perfectly and said something but didn't realize even what came out i think i was so stressed out
0: well, there was there was a speaker just before so like mm-hmm. this person finished and we literally got up to speak it's a fantastic researcher. His name is Brad Wilcox. He says, great marriage research, and so he has kind of given a devotion, kind of talk about some <laughs> latest research. So I'm sure you were thinking about our talk and all that. But you got up and you said, "Yeah, you I mean that was I love what Brad said, you know, and that was that when he spoke yesterday, that was really good. <laughs> I really, you know, it impacted me." And yeah. so. I was just trying to be funny because I thought that was hilarious that he finished maybe five minutes ago. And you're like, yeah, the guy that spoke yesterday. So yes. I tried to joke and be funny and cute
2: uh-huh. by
0: going, what? Yesterday, he mm-hmm. literally just finished. That's hilarious that he, he just talked like five minutes ago. Yeah. Now, thankfully, you...
1: I rolled you with it. You handled
0: that really well.
1: I rolled with it. Because that's one
0: of my pet peeves, actually, is watching speaking couples and they correct each other. And here <laughs> I totally corrected you just trying to be funny around it. Yes. But you did. So by doing that. I imagine you felt disrespected.
1: For sure. And I will say, I I knew that your heart was good, but I definitely think about those tender spots we each have being corrected up on a stage with high pressure, like a high-intensity speaking engagement being corrected. Although it needed to be corrected, I still felt disrespected. That tender spot of disrespect was triggered.
0: It did not need to be corrected. (laughs) There was... And we, we actually... We we will joke about this like we'll be at a dinner party or we'll mm-hmm. be at some gathering, small group, whatever. And and I, I I hate it when when spouses correct each other around these details that don't matter. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't three weeks ago. It was like you know two weeks and six days ago. You know, but <laughs> not three weeks ago. In here, I was totally guilty of that, but it was just a great reminder that there, there's almost no way to correct your spouse publicly and it not go poorly for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm.
0: I had, I had people, especially women, at the break come up and they're like, "You know, you didn't don't don't embarrass your wife like that. Don't correct her." And I felt horrible because I'm like, I know. Here I don't we know are what representing slipped out. Focus
1: on the family and the entire marriage department. Yeah.
0: So maybe the the lesson <laughs> learned is. Yeah, certainly don't embarrass your spouse publicly, but really, I mean, be aware that that when our spouse says something, even if it's not fully, completely accurate, whatever, people don't care. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything unless they're totally lying and then maybe take that up privately because mm-hmm. otherwise it, it does it, it comes across as disrespect mm-hmm. you felt disrespected mm-hmm. and people looked at me like why are, why is he disrespecting his spouse so there's mm-hmm. there was really
2: mm-hmm.
0: no win in that so I am very sorry if I haven't apologized yet oh you've apologized I know. yes I bought you something I'm sure <laughs> to, to make up for that it's it was a great lesson for me to to remember. So, you know, we've got some excellent segments coming up. Later on, we're going to hear an interview with a newlywed. And I love it when we get to talk to newlyweds. And he's really going to share some ways that he loves his wife. And we're also going to hear a question from one of our listeners. And she wants to know, how can she feel love for her husband again when he's always so negative? So great question.
1: Mm -hmm. But first, we talked with Matt and Lisa Jacobson about how they had to learn to love and respect each other. They're authors with a unique love story, so let's listen into the conversation we had with Matt and Lisa.
0: Well, I've been very excited about this interview, Matt, because you guys have a very special love story. So tell us about how you guys decided to get married. Now hear me, six days after meeting each other.
3: Well, Lisa feels like I took way too long to make a decision. (laughs)
0: should have been like two days uh, or
3: three days. I already know what Lisa's thinking. If he tells it, it's going to take the whole interview. So I should probably tell it. But uh, it it is a funny story, though, because uh, I was working at uh, Multnomah Publishers at the time, and my assistant walked by my desk, and she said, Hey, would you ever be interested in going out? I've got this friend. She showed me a picture. I said, Oh, Sure. Yeah, no worries. I think a week went by or less, and then she walks by my desk and she says, hey, you know that uh, girl I mentioned to you last week? I said, yeah, Lisa, right? Yeah, well, she's right outside your office, (laughs) and I thought you'd like to take her to lunch. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow.
1: So immediate date. And I said,
3: "Uh, not (laughs) going to happen. so. I said, no, She's. what am I going to do? She's right here. I said, I don't know. You? I guess you're taking her to life because I'm
2: not. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: so, Lisa, so we're, we're,
0: this is not bode well for you right off the bat.
3: Oh, no. I handled it really well. I handled it really well. I walked out of my office and I was a perfect gentleman.
4: <laughs> he was so rude. He was so rude. <laughs> So basically, we uh, that first little, very brief meeting, I walked away and said, if he was the last man on earth, I wouldn't go out with him. <laughs> so okay. but our mutual friend uh, just prayed for us, and she was convinced we were made for each other. So eight months later, we gave it another go. and And that dinner party went much better than the first uh,
1: little <laughs> attempt <laughs> lunch yeah.
3: a so so Lisa decided at the dinner party that uh, we should get married and yep. i took you know another what 48 hours i don't know another 3 days or something 2 days yeah. and she's going what is taking this guy so but anyway so that's <laughs> that's kind of the super short version of the story but yeah and
1: how many yeah. years have you been married now we've been married for over 30 wow
4: wow
0: congratulations yeah, yes. so yeah. i i'm sure that you get many people to ask is is that is that the right way to do this should we just Only date for six days before we (laughs) decide to get married. I mean, what? Looking back, like what? What? What have you learned about kind of your own love story?
3: Well, as a marriage coach, that's the first thing I advise everybody: is get married in days. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine.
4: (laughs) You know, it seemed right for us at the time. Like we didn't understand what you know what maybe some people were balking just a bit at our hastiness, but. We were older, you know, and we were, um, I don't know, the Lord just really showed us we were the right people for each other. Um, now, looking back, when i if I think of my kids doing something like that, I just go, <laughs> oh, I would definitely question that. Um, maybe you should wait a little bit longer before you make this, momentous decision. So everybody has a unique love
1: story. It's mm, so good and so true. Matt, on the same note, why is contentment and respect so vital to cultivate in a loving biblical marriage?
3: Well, the, this business of being discontent is really about me taking my focus off of what God has said is true. You see when we get when we become discontent it's because we start wanting something that's apart from what God said, our hope, our peace, our joy is contained in mm-hmm. and so so contentment is really just about me drawing close to the lord and and entering into relationship with him, walking in communion with him, and avoiding the offerings, you know, like I say, the offerings from Satan's barnyard, because he's always putting these wonderful packages out there, right? But what's in them? Destruction, death, disappointment, discouragement, mm-hmm. and and so we've got to keep our eyes on the Lord, and we've got to listen to what He says in His Word, because the truth of what, how we are made and what we are made for is what God has said. And when we focus on those things, we're content. And the thing about contentment, contentment is not something that happens to you by chance. Contentment is a choice every single time. Mm-hmm. If I'm discontent, it's because I've made a choice to focus on things that are leading me into that kind of a mindset. Contentment is a choice. And a lot of times we don't realize that we are actually the driver of the contentment, right? We think it's something that's happening to us, but it mm-hmm. isn't. It's, it's a choice. So, uh, you know, that there's, there's this misnomer, I think, in the Christian world that, you know, women need love and men need respect. And, well, both of those things are true, but you know what else is true? Men need love, and women need respect. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. this 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 has happened because I think of a wrong focus on one verse in Scripture, and uh, that's a whole another discussion. But the fact is, is, if you are not respecting your wife, the man who doesn't respect his wife is in the process of destroying his marriage. Mm. And the woman who doesn't respect her husband is in the process of destroying her marriage. Of course, all of the relational instructions in the Word of God uh, in terms of loving each other, in terms of being kind to one another, in terms of love covering a multitude of sins, having long-suffering toward each other, all of those things relate to uh, walking in a respectful manner with the other person. In fact, the very direct instruction that says, live with your wife according to knowledge. Hmm. What that specifically means is respect The person that she is, God made her in a beautiful, wonderful, unique, incredible way. And you're to live with her according to knowledge, which is to say, I'm supposed to respect this unique, beautiful creation that she is.
0: I love that. Lisa, so what do you say to that person who's hearing this and hearing your words and going, well, you know, my spouse doesn't deserve respect. They've done, you know, they have the whole list, and list. And it's mm-hmm. hard for me mm-hmm. to be content with that. But what do you say to that person?
4: Yeah, that that is a tough situation. So I, I just never want to downplay some of the challenges that um, some wives have. And so I say that with compassion, but the Bible does give us hope. And, And gives that woman hope that he sees her situation, he knows what she's walking through, and that she can choose to show respect to someone because of his role, because he's a son of God, he's made in his image, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even those things alone, you can show respect. And sometimes I, I like to kind of back up, and I think if we're having a general conversation, let's say we're in the grocery store and someone comes shuffling in that's, Maybe not, you know, super clean or um, has some some apparent issues. You know, I think we would all go yes, but you can still see that person and you can respect them by saying excuse me or can I help you? And I think most Christians would say yes, absolutely. That's absolutely what you should do. And yet we look at the the person right next to us and go, I can't do it with him. Yeah, mm. I can't show that kind of basic respect or thoughtfulness and. Again, I'm not saying it's easy, um, but we can do it and in, with God's strength.
3: We would also hasten to say, you know, if your husband is abusing you, get away and call the police. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. God's yes. instruction yes, to respect you. your husband has to do with the normal functioning of a relationship, not with somebody who's violating all kinds of instructions mm. in scripture.
1: I love that that caution, because it's so yes. true that this marriage cannot be at the cost of either individual in their safety and their well-being. So I, I love that you added that. So one thing that we like to ask every couple that we interview is to, we ask them to tell us about a season in your marriage where you struggled. So for you guys, what would that season be and what did you learn from it?
3: Well, Lisa hasn't struggled that much because I've been so great. I mean, I we assume say. that. Yeah. You want honesty in the interview, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. So> it, <laughs> it's
0: Speaking just Matt. Focusing, Matt's the only one that yeah. can answer that question, yeah. apparently. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I
3: should go first, honey. Honesty <laughs> and humility. It's a winning comment. <laughs>
4: okay, so I think I can think of a time. It was actually we uh, our fifth child was born uh, with a, she had a stroke in utero. And so she, um, it was very unexpected and, um, the results were just, she's, she's still with us, but it was a very severe situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, she spent most of the first few years in the hospital and we also had four other young kids at home. So as you can imagine, it was a just a really tough time in our family and circumstances. And, as the mom, I was in the hospital most of the time with my little baby and just fighting for her life, well, we both were, but you know, I was the one that was there most of the time, and most of the time, Matt was trying to, to run his own business and be with the other kids at home, and I just remember we were driving back from the house to the hospital, and I was just telling him how he just didn't understand how much I was under and how much I was grieving, and, mm. and these were all honest statements. But he he got as upset as I think I've ever seen him Mm. and just said, do you not think I'm grieving? Do you not see, you know, and what I am carrying. Mm. And it was a really, it was a moment I will never forget because I just realized I have not really thought of myself in his shoes. You know, I've not Mm. really thought of how I Can with what little I have left can support him Mm. and be kind and thoughtful towards him. I was just so, now, again, I know you could say, well, of course you were, you know, engulfed with your own grief, tragic situation. Yes. But it it was a time where I needed, I actually needed to just take my eyes off myself a little bit and realize that we were both in this together Mm. and that we needed to, And we work well together. That wasn't really it, but it was just more that having compassion for
1: him and not just for myself. I love Matt and Lisa's love story. They were engaged after six days. Wow. But they brought up a really good point, Greg, that both men and women desire to be respected. So often we talk about men wanting to be respected, yeah. but I always smile when I'm working with a couple, and the longing deep in a woman and the wife's heart, she says, this to be respected." I'm like, "Boom, there it is."
0: Yeah. So, how would you coach? Well, coach me. So, coach mm-hmm. the guys. What? What? What does respect then look like towards a wife? Because you're right. Usually we think about, well, here's what it looks like for the husband. But mm-hmm. yeah, what would that yeah. look like for the well, wife? Well, it's
1: important to talk to that wife because it's going to be different for every <laughs> wife. You know, what is it that causes <laughs> you to Just tell us what to
0: do to so feel we don't respected. have to talk. I
1: know for me, gosh, when you treat me as an equal teammate, that we are in this together, that we're unified, that we're working together with synergy in the same direction, I feel so respected. Yeah. Like I'm your equal, I'm not less than we have different roles in our marriage, but you know that we're we're in this together, in that you know we each have jobs around the house, right that it's not just my job to maintain our entire home. I love that when I get up, well, actually, I've talked about this before, when I'm laying in bed and I hear the clinging of dishes, (laughs) and you, my friend, are emptying the dishwasher at like 6.30 in the morning, A, I'm like, I wish wish he could do that more quiet, but I'm not going to say anything because I'm just happy he's doing it. I'm
0: making noises (laughs) so you know I'm doing it. It's just selfish on my
1: part. Oh, gotcha. So you just want to make sure I realize right. that you are emptying the that dishwasher. Pay off
0: later, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: I also feel super respected when you listen to my emotions and you validate my emotions. Wait, say that again. You listen. Uh-huh. I know you heard that. Yeah, I did. And you validate my emotion, even if you've feel differently about something or your perspective is different. Even yesterday, I had I woke up with a text message and it really like took me off balance. Like I really was whoa and you happened to walk by. I mean literally <laughs> I, I had like, just woken morning. up. Yeah. And I picked up my cell phone to see what time it was and there was this text and I literally I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" And so I handed the phone to you. I said, "Oh, that's awful to wake up to." And you were like, "Yeah, that must not feel very good." And you were that was really validating. And I felt super oh, respected <laughs> because you even texted me later. I can't remember if you texted or called me to say yeah i that had to feel real bad yeah. and i was like yeah it really did so you know validating empathizing with you know what was that like for you mm-hmm. and stepping into my shoes gosh if it were me that would feel terrible yeah. um you know respecting boundaries and uh, um you know during disagreements really remaining calm and engaging with me a instead gentleness. of against yeah. me those all really lead me to feel respected how about yeah. for you what would you say how does a wife or how does a, a, a woman show respect to her husband
0: yeah you yeah, know i think for me you know when you compliment you know what you see me doing sort of the what the mm-hmm. what, what i'm doing there's something that's just very respectful about that because you're noticing. Mm-hmm. I'm not invisible. My contributions, you know, don't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So I love it when you compliment, you know, and 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 thank me for mm-hmm. for really what I'm doing. I love it when you give me the benefit of the doubt because it's so mm-hmm. easy, if, you know, when I do something that maybe frustrates you or annoys you, hurts you, even.
2: Mm-hmm. Then
0: instead of jumping to some negative conclusion. Mm-hmm. That that you give me that benefit of the doubt, you know, that's that's not really him. I know mm-hmm. who he is. I know mm-hmm. who he's been over the past thirty-one years. Let me check this out. What's going on for you? Yeah, I, I like. I mean, it feels like one, it protects our marriage, but it it certainly causes me to feel respected because you're giving me the benefit of the doubt, not mm-hmm. jumping mm-hmm. kind of to that negative conclusion. Well, I love it when you speak well about me mm-hmm. in front of your friends mm-hmm. and maybe our kids or mm-hmm. a- anyone, you know, rather that you're bragging on me or or you're just you're not going, Oh yeah, sure the guy was clinking all the dishes this morning, <laughs> drove me nuts, woke me up. Yeah. You know, but really protecting me mm-hmm. in in front of your friends and mm-hmm. I mean I, I I love that in and want you to be able to talk to your friends about you know if there's something going on and you need some good perspective mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. that that's fine but you often report back you know hey we were talking and, and i can hear within sort of what you're saying that you weren't just griping or complaining about me
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that feels very respectful um yeah what what else is i'm thinking about it um you know when you don't stare at your phone <laughs> if when I we're together <laughs> I knew that was going to come up.
1: I knew that was going to come up.
0: It can feel very disrespectful if it when, when we're together and you're looking at the phone mm-hmm. it, it it causes me to to feel like I'm trying to compete.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And usually I'll tell you I always feel like I'm going to lose mm-hmm. cuz probably your phone is probably a little bit more interesting than, <laughs> than I am to be honest. Yeah, but those those so those would be mm-hmm. the things. Mm-hmm. They really helped me to feel respected. And so, you know, as I think about it, maybe the goal would be to ask each other kind of this question or have your spouse answer the statement that I feel respected when you, you know, dot, 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 kind of fill in the blank. Because that, that's such good information. Because mm-hmm. even listening to your list, I mean, there are some things I went, huh. That's a good reminder mm-hmm. that that translates well, into you feeling respected. Yeah, and
1: it's recognizing that it's probably going to be different. What causes you to feel respected might and very well may be different than what causes me to feel respected, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, if you want to learn more about loving and respecting your spouse, you know, we have Matt and Lisa's books here at the ministry for a gift of any amount. One book is called Loving Your Husband Well. And the other book is Loving Your Wife Well, a 52-week devotional for the deeper, richer marriage you desire. It's because of your financial support that we're able to do this podcast. So please donate and get that book today. The details are in the show
1: notes. And if you want to hear even more from Matt and Lisa, we have a great interview with them that goes a little deeper on the topic of respect. We'll have that link for you in the show notes. So we're here today with Kennedy, who's been married just over a year. You're married to Olivia, and we've had you on one other time before, so we're super excited to have Kennedy back we today. We would say you're
0: like our very favorite newlywed. Oh, how that makes that? me feel very yeah. Well, we're kind of
1: checking in again. <laughs> you know, right. we we talked to him, you know, just into his first year of marriage, and so now we got to check on him and see yeah. how things are going. <laughs> got to
5: see if I retain the title. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah you're our favorite newlywed. So, Kennedy, our question today is how have you learned to show love um to Olivia on a regular basis?
5: Yeah, so I think to effectively show love at, at least it has to come back to, you know, your actions speaking louder than your words.
1: Mm, I hear about that all the time as a marriage counselor.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, well, that's really what the question's asking, how do you show your love? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can always say, "Oh, I love you," but mm-hmm. Unless you actually put that in practice. Up. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it's like what, what, the, what it says in James, where mm-hmm. it says that your faith is going to be proven by your good works. Mm. I think that we can apply that to our love as well, is that mm-hmm. your love is proven by your actions that result from that love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, like specific examples, we can always talk about like household chores. <laughs> My wife and I, uh, we actually have this thing, you know, I don't really like uh, doing laundry. She doesn't really like doing the dishes. And so we. we, It's a win win. We typically try (laughs) and uh, pair those off. But in those moments, maybe, you know, she or myself aren't feeling that well or we're. Uh, just super busy. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're like, well, you said you were going to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. It's no, okay, maybe I don't like doing the laundry, but I'm going to do it because I know it's going to make her uh, feel loved and feel happy. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the same way, you know, we we like to compliment each other because mm-hmm. I can think that she's pretty all I want, and uh-huh. you know, she is. But if I don't let her know that, mm-hmm. then you know, I'm, I'm just kind of withholding that love. Yeah, yeah. And so I think those are some examples of just like. This is these are ways you can show your love for one another. We also do it through holding each other accountable to tougher things, too. Mm. You know, like maybe one of us doesn't want to call someone, or some, or maybe we don't want to uh make plans with someone, and the other person's like, No, you said you were gonna do that, so you should do that, or maybe it's the good thing to do, maybe it's the right thing to do, and the Mm -hmm. other person can. Uh, we can hold each other accountable to that standard. Yeah, so to
1: really push each other um, to be better people.
5: Yeah, well, it's a way to be loving, you know, Mm -hmm. as well. It's, It's not just a side of like, just hundred percent. I'm just going to compliment you. Tell you you're doing amazing yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. But if you really love this person, you also have to be there in the moments when you need to motivate them and and push them forth to grow as a person.
1: Yeah. So my next question is, who was it that you didn't want to call?
5: <laughs> oh, well, it's, it was it's, me, wasn't it? It's, I knew it. Every day. Yeah. It's always it's always <laughs> both of the small eyes.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. No. I know.
1: I don't want to call them. I don't want to go and sit with them again. Well, in in
0: Kennedy, I love that you're talking about. Is you're describing these behaviors, these actions. Mm-hmm. they really speak love, you're really talking about sacrificing. Yeah, and that's why you know in like First John three sixteen it says, "This is how we know what love is." Mm-hmm. That Jesus laid His life down for us, so yeah. we ought to lay our life down for others. I mean, that's powerful. Even a year into your marriage, you guys are really understanding that that mm-hmm. so much of what happens within marriage, as a way to show love, is really sacrificing, yeah. sacrificing right. comforts or. You know, a moment where you're like, the last thing on earth I want to do is, you know, do the laundry or, you know, Mm -hmm. do the dishes. And yet how important that Mm -hmm. is to really show love, but sacrificially. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what what steps then have you guys taken to build mutual respect for each other?
5: Well, yeah, I I think this question is actually really interesting to me because I don't necessarily think that this is exclusive to your spouse. Hmm. Um, I think there are speed bumps that are unique to marriage, but I think mutual respect is, it should probably be in the back by the time you pop the question. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't but,
0: start after marriage is exactly. what you're saying.
5: Yeah. Um, but what if you want to grow in that? Mm-hmm. And I think there's no better thing to understand than recognizing that your partner and hopefully everybody, but specifically you recognizing that your partner is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm because, you know, that gives us inherent value. And Mm -hmm. when you start to explore that notion, you know, that every person is made in the image of God, you will start to grow so deeply in your love for other people. Because like, when I look at my wife, I see a daughter of God who was, Mm -hmm. who he intentionally wove together in the womb before time began as part of a plan that he has set out from the beginning mm-hmm. of the universe. Mm-hmm. And he has told me, you have to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And he told that exclusively to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I see that, I don't know how I couldn't respect her after mm-hmm. I understand her value in that way.
1: Mm. Because I was even thinking as Greg read that question, that we're really never going to respect anything or anyone that we don't value. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you are going after answering this question in such a beautiful way of, you know, when we see people with inherent value, because God says they're valuable, not based on what they do, or, you know, their socioeconomic class or whatever, that they are valuable. Mm -hmm. And we get to choose to value each and every human being but specifically with our spouse you know we're i love how Gary Thomas says it that god is actually our father-in-law yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i it's always true. i and i remember your dad talking about you know seeing others as you know having god's signature his um, autograph yeah. yeah his autograph on them you know to know that they are made in his image on purpose with purpose
2: mm-hmm.
0: You know, what you're saying that I so appreciate because it took me a long time. So I want to brag on you for a second, Kennedy. Oh, that the, the fact that you have really learned the value of empathizing with Olivia, even though you're more naturally geared towards the solutions and to solve and to fix and the bullet points and all those things. I
5: mean, that took me a long time. To really learn how to do that well yeah. and, and i want to i want to jump in real quick and just mention like it's it's difficult for me it still, is still oh, because sure. i still want to just be like well, why don't you just do this yeah you, know? you see the yeah. solutions but, yeah you're yeah. yeah. just but there you did you yeah like you're saying you have to empathize yeah. Yeah. yeah and
0: because it it did for me it was that it was the the thing that helped me the most was that little quote that says people don't care what you know until they know that you care Mm-hmm. And just seeing that, remember, Aaron, mm-hmm. I would—I I made little copies of that quote and you know pasted them, taped them at different places because yeah. I was so convinced that that's what I needed to add in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other things, mm-hmm. but that was, that a, big was a big one <laughs> that I learned. But I just think that's so cool that here mm-hmm. it's been you know a
5: little over a year for you, yeah. and you really get that. It's just mm-hmm. well done. That took me a long time. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah I mean. You know, we, we're always working. We we always want it to be as as glorifying to God as possible. And it's it's really something that we've tried to center our marriage on. So yeah. we're we're never we're we're obviously always figuring things out. We're not perfect in any regard, but we do try as as good mm-hmm. as we can to center it around what's going to bring God the most glory. Mm. Well, I, I think next time that we have Kennedy
0: on, we need to have Olivia that's on as I well. That's what I was thinking. Yes. We we need some validation that what you're saying is true. Because how do we How <laughs> do even yeah, know yeah. he's married? Oh, that's, I mean, yeah. he could just throw a well, ring on his Well, he has a, on a ring, ring on, on well, but... I could but put several rings on, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. no. It, it would yeah. help bolster my story. Right.
5: Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, I'd love to meet her. <laughs> because it sounds like you guys in this short year that you have really learned how to be intentional about prioritizing mm-hmm. this relationship, this thing called marriage that God created, that you really want to be intentional about glorifying him yeah. through it. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Well
0: Kennedy As always, thank you for being with us. We appreciate your honesty, and it's just great to hear what you're learning and the things you're doing. You guys are establishing such solid Mm -hmm. foundations, and the things you're doing are going to make
5: such a big difference. Well, thanks for having me.
1: that was great to to visit with Kennedy about really loving and respecting and what that looks like in their early marriage.
2: Yeah,
0: well now we're going to move to our weekly Q&A. And this is the part of the show where we answer your burning questions about marriage.
1: Please send us your questions. I say this every week. Please send us your questions. This is how we can best connect with you. Go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com. Click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail. And if your question gets answered on the show, we're going to send you a copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance for free as our way of saying thank you for listening and reaching out to us.
0: Yeah. Today's question comes from Lana. Let's listen to the voicemail that she sent in.
6: Hello. My question is, um, my marriage is suffering because there's such negative that I feel just comes from my Husband, well, not just because I'm negative back because I've been hurt so much by his um, criticism and just I feel like I'm never good enough or working hard enough. Um, I have a disease that keeps me from working and I have so much guilt because I'm unable to help with the bills and such. And he, he feels that this, everything, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. I have lost my love for my husband, and I need to know how to get that love back. Thank you. And my name is Lana.
1: Mm, Lana, thank you so yeah. much for reaching out and just for being honest about, you know, kind of what's going on within your relationship from your perspective and it sounds like it's really hard, that right now there's some negativity that has taken over both on your husband's behalf as well as on yours. And I appreciate the humil- humility to say, yeah, I'm negative in return. But really, you're saying, how do I reignite this relationship?
0: Yeah. And in Aaron, we hear this a lot, just mm-hmm. working with couples, mm-hmm. kind of, I've lost that loving feeling, like the song lyric goes... And usually the place that we always want to begin is just with that clear understanding that that when when someone says, I, I've just lost that love, help me find it again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, love is never the issue mm-hmm. because one, you and I don't create love. Love mm-hmm. doesn't come from me. Aaron, love doesn't come from Mm-mm. you. God is love. I mean, mm-hmm. he makes that very clear. We love because he first loved us. And why this is so important is because the real issue then Isn't love, it's actually the state of your heart. Mm -hmm. When things happened like early on, Aaron and our marriage, when when we were going through some really hard, dark times Mm -hmm. and we had some just really painful seasons, I would have said, I just, you know, I don't feel that love towards Aaron anymore. But really what was going on is my heart had really shut down to Mm -hmm. you.
1: Well, in those moments when things are hard and those seasons when things are hard, we don't our hearts don't feel safe, yeah, and so our hearts close in order to protect us right. because we don't feel safe. The environment doesn't feel safe, our heart doesn't feel safe with the other person. and so when our heart closes, love is completely cut off, yeah, and so really, the issue isn't reigniting the love, it's getting your heart back open, yeah. creating a place where Safety thrives, so hearts can be open,
0: right? And there's Lana. There's no judgment in what Aaron and I are saying. Mm-hmm. It's just what's important is understand the issue isn't love. The issue is what's gone on between you guys has felt unsafe. When you talked about the negativity, the criticism, mm-hmm. you know, not not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the things that makes us feel unsafe. And when we feel unsafe, our hearts shut down. And Lana, we even. Aaron and I would imagine that that sort of even your own voice in kind of in those moments that you're in your head and kind of the messages that you even give yourself you talked about feeling guilt for not helping out for for mm-hmm. not working and Lana we would imagine that probably you're also one of your worst critics mm-hmm. I think all of that combined it it certainly your heart is shut down that mm-hmm. would make sense
1: Yeah and so that's where we often start with couples is looking at the individual heart. And so, Lana, what would it be like to deal with your own heart first? Really what that means is, you know, showing up with you and you in ways that feel safe. How do you show your self-respect? How do you, you value yourself and recognize that your worth and value doesn't come from what you do or don't do? It comes because God says you're valuable. So how do you recognize who you really are and what's true about you? But also, how do you care for your heart? You know, when it doesn't feel safe, or when you know there's criticism or negativity, how do you set boundaries around that? So, you know, I'm unwilling to engage with you in this manner. Right. And so, thus, if you're going to be negative and critical towards me, I'm probably going to go into the other room and take a timeout. Yeah. I'll come back, but I am unwilling to do it like this.
2: Yeah,
0: because all of that is you taking care of your own heart,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which helps you to feel safe, mm-hmm. which is more likely than your heart's going to open. Mm-hmm. Because I hear you saying that you you really wanted to feel that love towards your husband. You want to experience a different way of connecting. Mm-hmm. In, in Lana, I hope you hear us saying that, that the good news is you control the state of your heart. And that's why we prioritize the order of going, first, really learn how to deal with your own heart. How to care for your heart, you know, how to set boundaries, as Mm -hmm. Aaron's talking about, because that is what will get your heart back open not mm-hmm. necessarily what he does mm-hmm. i mean he certainly he will do some things that that may cause you to step back cuz you don't mm-hmm. feel safe
1: right right but it doesn't stop there so you know we've got to care for ourselves but then how do we deal with a spouse who we are experiencing as negative or critical you know so really we have control of how we view him yep. so we could reframe the negativity and the criticism really viewing it through the lens of, ooh, I wonder what's really going on over there when he is negative or critical. And, you know, maybe he's fearful. Maybe he's scared or hesitant or what is going on? Frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in that, we also have the opportunity to create a safe space between us a shared space that maybe if he if his heart feels safe that he would feel comfortable you know bringing up this is what's really going on when i'm critical really what's going on underneath there is i'm scared yeah. i feel disconnected from you or i feel the pressure of the world on my shoulders and i feel alone Sometimes those conversations don't happen naturally between a couple, and that's where I say going in and talking to a licensed Christian counselor or even calling Focus on the Family 1-800, the letter A in Family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, they can help um, get you started in the right direction. And so, you know, really, sometimes we can't do this all on our own. Sometimes we need the help. Of a professional. And if you guys have tried counseling, often what I'll say is try again. Maybe it's finding someone else, um, someone who's a better fit, or maybe even infusing your relationship with this concept of safety, your own heart, that shared space. Maybe counseling would go different this time.
0: Well, thanks, Lana, for your question. And look out for your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And if you're listening today and have a question for us, please contact us. Go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail.
1: for joining us for crazy little thing called marriage. We hope that you heard some helpful things, helpful tips on how to love and respect your spouse more fully.
0: Yeah, be sure to like, listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to have a seat at the table every week as we help to equip you and your spouse to have a lifelong and satisfying marriage. You know, we also want to help you grow spiritually both as individuals And as a couple so that you can invest in other couples to help them build thriving marriages.
1: Thank you again for listening. We'll talk with you again next week about this crazy little thing called marriage.